When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo, 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 welcome to Lulz. Apparently, are, we are competing with a Woj bomb. We are competing with the Rockefeller Christmas tree getting lit up. I mean, Brian, we just have the worst luck with the timing of these shows. Yep. First, it's Polk in the grind you, and now, now this. Now this. Houston <clears throat> has agreed to trade Russell Westbrook to Washington for John Wall in a first-round pick. Lulz and I will be breaking it down for the next 60 minutes, every angle, cap implications. Brian, are you furiously updating your NBA projections? I'll start. I'll start. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why do we care as gamblers? Why? Where are these guys play until we need to bet on them? Are you excited for NBA DFS to be back again soon? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully, this is this will be the first post COVID like restart, right? Because everything yeah. else has been during the COVID stuff. So hopefully it gets back to normal because I don't know for me, I haven't been doing that well post COVID and I was crushing it right before COVID too. So I don't know. It's probably just variance, but it feels like COVID has been fucking me. Somehow. See, and, and I was the opposite. I was awful before COVID and now I'm doing well. So, you know, yeah. I, I, don't took know all what, your- I don't know what that means. I don't know what any of this means, <laughs> but hopefully uh, NBA goes you know, back to, back to the way it was before. And, you know, hopefully like at a certain point, you just got to go. Let's play some. Let's play some sports, folks. Let's 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 just play. Well, that's what the NFL said this week. They said we don't care if you are down to yeah. your practice squad players. Uh, it, oh man, the Denver thing was so sick, man. Making them play without any quarterbacks and then false positives. That was crazy. I got in. I got in at fourteen and a half points. Me and RBX. He's on my. He's on my Discord forum. We were we we're trying to figure out how much uh, what the line's going to be and what we're what we're willing to hit on. And he was willing to bet it up to 16. And so um, we both bet it. I don't know if he got it in. I, uh, he might have been playing poker or something. But uh, I got a 14 and a half and margin of victory spread on points bet, too. I got uh, – which both both hit. Wow. Um, yeah, and I think it ended up at, what, 16 or 16 and a half? Okay. It doesn't yeah. seem like enough. 
I, uh, you know, in classic RBX 88 fashion, he slid into my Instagram DMs, needed to let me know that he had almost earned another invite on the show with another Millie Maker win. That's kind of the terms is he gets to come on when he wins a Millie. <laughs> And he and he'll and he'll be like our most uh, used guest now. He's like <laughs> yeah. Alex Baker. He's gonna pass Alex up because he wins so many fucking millies. Yeah, it's uh oh no, Noel fan thirty one is in the chat. My oh. arch emesis. Uh, back uh back in the olden days, I would say Drewby. Drewby used to be a public enemy of this show. Um, no. Noel fan's more public enemy of the tilt space, but uh, I will carry that over here as well do you know no fan brian yeah, uh yeah no no fan uh he's that's not his screen name i don't think on dfs yeah i don't know he's probably trying to hide something he seems just like a shady guy because there is a pro no no uh Noel's, uh you know yeah yeah he's the like the, that's like the fsu seminoles yeah yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. um okay what well, now that we've dicked around, tell yeah. the people what you have planned tonight. Normally, sometimes we come in here, we're holding on by the seat of our pants. Yeah. But tonight, we we have some topics, some things Brian needs to get off of his chest. We got some podcasts to listen to. I got the drinks flowing. What are we up to tonight? Well, yeah, we're like maybe like half a step above our normal just fly by the seat of our pants, I would say, tonight. But yeah, so Spanky, for those who don't know, I don't know how much, how much uh, clarity I need to give people here, but we might as well just give them as much as possible. Spanky's a professional sports better who started a podcast. I think when, right, like right when COVID started, he probably had some spare time and he, keep, and he, and he keeps it going. And it's, it's an awesome listen. You guys should all uh, subscribe to it. And his most recent one was about an old bookmaker. Not even that old, really, I guess he was, he was making until the, like the late two thousands. Um, and there's a whole bunch. His, it's kind of his life story and gambling, but we're going to focus on his arrests. And that was kind of the the piece that really just, I don't know, resonated with me. Maybe that might not be the right word. It, it just pissed me off. Uh, you know, the, 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 the framing, the way he told the story about what happened to him. And I thought it'd make a, a good topic. And it kind of like bleeds into a podcast we had, I don't know, whatever, a month ago about um, gambling media. Right when a lot of the gambling Twitter guys were going after Darren Roval, and I laid out like my thesis on how I think we should look at it, and it and also I touched on briefly where I think how we should handle the state when it comes to gambling. I didn't actually give my full strategy, but just because I I want the state completely out of it and treat these businesses like they treat any other business <clears throat> and then competition will take its course bookmaker.com will come in pinnacle will come in uh etc circa and even more and we won't have to as consumers have to worry about this like quadopoly or whatever you want to call it these you know four or five sports books hopefully they'll add more that are completely highly regulated by the state you know with a huge barrier of entry for competition to get in there. And so they could essentially do whatever they want. And, um, you know, I am not, I am, I am completely opposite of a guy who would say uh, that we should, you know, dip our hands in some private company, but I don't really consider them a private company. I don't think, I don't think they are. Once you're completely, you know, 
hand in hand with the state, in my opinion, that changes things. And I don't think you're being hypocritical to the ideals of liberty um, when I say that, because once the state gets involved, it changes everything. And so I think we, 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 you know, we talked about it on the last podcast. I linked to it here. Um, I think that is a solution for consumers in Illinois and other states to kind of, um, you know, have some protections themselves is, is through the state is, is the same way these businesses are, you know, siphoning off their little chunk or big chunk of an economy from competition. Well, once they do that, now we can siphon off protections for all Illinois gamblers, right? Um, and there's, there's a whole bunch more we could talk about there, but I feel like all these topics are connected somehow, right? So like the one before was, I don't like how, you know, a lot of people, including ourselves, think about think about gambling. I like to think of it as an entertainment, uh, an entertainment product and value is subjective. And so we value this product highly and other people don't. And it's consenting adults and they're engaging in voluntary transactions. So it's none of your fucking business what we do. Right. But a lot of people don't. Don't. I, I, a lot of people don't agree with that, I guess, but I think the majority of people do. And the, but the people who don't are the ones who got these laws passed, whatever, 100 years ago, that they use to enforce um, what happened to, the, to Christopher Bruno in this story that we're going to talk about here. So I really just think all these topics are linked in one way or another. What, what, what do you think about all that? I was kind of rambling there, but. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, and I will say, uh, I haven't listened to the audio we're going to hear in a second, but I, I do think all of it uh, is connected too, because I mean, aren't those the factors that have been pushing against this forever with gambling and just that what's legalized? What is the government going to have their hand in? And um, yeah, so your, your point uh, continues to make sense to me in that uh, it has to work both ways. You know, if the government's going to be involved for the operators, they need to be involved for the consumers as well, or they're just not in it at all. And then you let the free market yeah. govern it. So I, I understand that you're saying it's kind of a, a this double standard where the government's involved for the operator side, but not interested in protecting the consumers. Right. And, and again, I asked this question in the last episode, why are they involved at all? Why are they involved at all? And I, one of the reasons is because of the gambling addiction problem. And I addressed that in the video that's linked below. It's a red herring. It's a very small percent of the population if you look at the studies. And I failed to mention this when I rewatched that podcast today is if you look at uh, kleptomaniac um, percent of the population that is a kleptomaniac, it's between 0.3 and 0.6%, which is on the, the low end of those studies for gambling addicts. But we're not going to regulate all these businesses, all these shopping you know, uh, companies down to four. Right. We're not going to get involved in people's lives. You can't shop until you're 21. Right. It's a com- it's it's a complete fucking red herring. And, you know, there's there's um there's other there's other things that have no uh, value to have them legislated to. Like, you know, it's it's it, it gives no good to the world. And again, I talked about that before where like the, this is subjective. You could say the same thing about a lot of entertainment industries that you don't think they give value to the world, but that's none of your fucking business because value is subjective. Um, okay. So you want to 
start the podcast? You got any other yeah. thoughts? No, I was just going to check in on the chat and we could pull up this podcast here. We have Wombly says, this chat has come a long way from Randone penny stock tips and COVID hot, hot takes. Yes, Lowell's has lots of range. We have we have covered many topics, many sports, many beefs. Uh, it's been a grand time. When, once you get KTOV money, that's FU money, right? <laughs> and we just, you could just go off. That's right. Did you see the the tweet Randone sent me of his hand building slash meditation practice? It was a video. He had his like awesome projections up and he was burning incense and he had uh, the, the candles lit. Did you not see that? Uh, did you DM it to me? I, no, 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 no. He, he, he tweeted. I retweeted it. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll send it to you. It was good. It was good. Um, all right. So I have so we're going to try something out here. Um, I believe we have this set up. Uh, no, let me get this on here where I can play this audio and everyone can hear it. So Brian has a few timestamps up here. Let us know in the chat if you guys are hearing this audio. All right. And, yeah. uh, and then we can, uh, stop and start. And, uh, so what Brian, you'll just let me know when to, uh, to hit, uh, end on this. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna like start, stop and start and talk about, talk about it. There, there's probably like eight minutes worth of stuff we're going to listen to. All right. So yeah. Here we go. Bang on the door. Wait, wait, wait. Let's start, start over. What do you mean the police? The police showed up the day before. Yeah, no, no, they showed. They had showed up the day before because she set the house alarm off with the code oh, with oh, the with the alarm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right. Okay. So the next morning, I hear this bang on the door, and I'm delirious. It's like five o'clock in the morning, you know. And I open up the door, and I mean, my fucking block is like it. 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 I don't even. I can't even see. It's like it's just a, a wall of police cars up and down the block. And uh, I, I opened the door and I'm like, hey, I'm Chris Bruno. I live here. You know, same thing I said the day before. And the guy grabbed me by the back of the neck from the door from, from my, when I opened the front. And he fucking threw me down on my bricks. And then he picked me up. And I only got boxer shorts. I, that's it. The guy picks me up, slams me up against the side of my house and cups me. He's like, we know who the fuck you are, rock star. Never forget it verbatim. That's what he said. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my fucking God. What did I do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, All right, I, you can, you can call you there. Okay, so the way I look at these things are, and this is this is probably different than a lot of people think, just because something's a law doesn't mean it's moral, Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. So just just because something's a law doesn't mean it's moral. And I could give you examples, right? Like slavery was the law of the land. It didn't make it moral, right? And so I think that's what this was. This is here. Well, it, I mean, even a very simple example would be, you know, say say something that's legal in one state, say like marijuana in one state, but not in another state. You wouldn't say like it's legal or it's moral in one state, but not moral in another. Well, I was going to get to that. And how about yeah. sports betting? Yeah, which is now fucking legal in lots of states and going to be legal in most of them probably by the end. Yeah. Right. So in my book, this guy completely assaulted Christopher here. And even if you are a blue-pilled law-abiding person who thinks the law is the law, like this is a non-violent crime. There's no reason to go there at five in the morning, right? And the police do this shit all the time in other ways too. But just sticking with this story, at five in the morning for a nonviolent crime, uh, throw the guy on the floor who's not being belligerent or aggressive in any way, right? And then pin him up against the wall, keeping him in his underwear, right? And it gets a little worse here too, right? So in, in my book, 
these guys are the criminals. That's how I see this. And that might be a little radical for some people, but that's what struck a nerve with me. So you, you could start it unless you have something to add. No, no. Right where I left off. Sure. I had never threatened anybody. I never, you know, and I, I paid taxes. I, I just like I did, you know, so, um, and I gave the car to my wife, my, my Mercedes, I gave the car to my wife's, uh, brother to my, what to, to this kid, my wife's sister's boyfriend and, um, girlfriend at the time. And uh, so he takes my Mercedes out to get it detailed. So I'm like, did this fucking guy hit somebody? Because I'm, dude, I'm sleeping like three hours. So I'm all, my brain hasn't woken up yet. Uh, and, and he ends up, he, I'm thinking he killed somebody in the car. And the cops come in and they have me cuffed. I'm like, can I get a shirt? And uh, they're, they're like, no. And I'm just, like, I'm sitting in my kitchen, like in underwear like this. And now I, the, people are just coming in. And I'm like, why the fuck are they here? And they're taking my computers. It's starting to register why they're here. But like, I had never really, I learned uh, very young on, like, if you don't threaten anybody, you may take a felony and you'll be okay. You know, you'll, you'll, you may, and I never took a felony. So I took one misdemeanor years before. And I, I just, no idea that anything like this could ever happen. And then I see tax, tax enforcement police come in to that. You know, they're all wearing separate jackets and stuff. And the cops are in my kitchen, the uniform. I want the Sub-Zero refrigerator. Yeah, I want the, the Viking oven. I want the cook, the wolf cook. And they're just like fucking looking at me and just, yeah, I'm going to take that. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, ripping the house apart. So they're like, uh, I'm like, please don't go up into my master bedroom. Okay, you can even pause there. Four years old. I'm like. Uh, okay, so did you understand what was happening there at the end? I think so. So. So two things really, really quick right there. So the tax cops too, when people talk about defunding the police, you have to re recognize like even at my agency, one of the agencies I worked for, like our main act that we administered was the Unemployment Insurance Act. We even had cops with guns. This is for people who don't pay their unemployment insurance bill. they would never used them. I don't think not while I was there. But there's tons and tons of various different types of cops. But when they were talking about that, it's civil asset forfeiture, Right. So these are state police. It's not federal police, but federal could do it too. And, and civil asset forfeiture, for those that don't know, was part of the uh, mid-90s, mid-80s Ronald Reagan Drug War Act. I think it was like 84. And the idea was that cops could confiscate money for their department to incentivize them to bust more drug dealers. And of course, it got completely out of hand. And this is a big issue for gamblers in general because it happens to a lot of poker players who go, you know, drive across state lines or something to go play in a poker tournament, get lucky, bank, you know, 20 grand. They're driving back. You get pulled over for speed and the cop takes your 20 grand. And if you think I'm, I'm bullshitting, this shit happens quite a bit. Google civil, civil asset forfeiture. It's complete fucking disgrace john oliver has a good segment on it too that's a very uh good overview of it there, there you go and so i actually another i worked for the treasurer here in illinois and i was uh, assistant director of policy and one of the um one of the policies i wanted to do was we couldn't touch civil asset forfeiture because we weren't in charge of it but what i wanted to do was somehow help and stop this fucking awful bullshit so i suggested that they instead of taking the money for the cops and then they do whatever the fuck they want with it, we take that money, 
The treasurer gets it. We invest it because that's what treasurers do. Sometimes it's comptrollers. It depends on your state, but invest that money. And then when you're proven innocent, you get your money back plus interest. When you're not, the state makes a little bit more money, right? It's not a great solution, um, but at least it takes the incentive away from the cops to, to act like this. Um, and everyone at the office loved it. As soon as we pitch it in Springfield, it's fucking dead uh, because of the police union. It didn't even make it out our door. Right. I spent months on it. <clears throat> and so like, like, again, this is a nonviolent crime. No one can dispute that. In my opinion, it's an immoral law. And like the way these people behave is fucking disgusting to me. Um, I don't know. You can keep playing unless, unless you have more comments. No, no, no. Um, all right. Please don't go up there. She's sleeping up there. And, uh, the guy says, uh, now she sleeps at your mother's on Monday night. And I'm like, holy fuck. How to, I'm like, no, not, she hasn't slept there in the last three weeks. She's here now permanently. She used to, she used to sleep there on Monday night. So I could do figures to them. We paid every customer, by the way, on Mondays, we paid all the winners on Mondays, get it out of the way, which was great for business, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was phenomenal. So that was my day to meet and do everything. So, but now my daughter was with me on Mondays. So every day, um, so now the cops are like, no, she's not, I guess she is. So I'm like, can I please wake up my daughter? They're here like three hours. They're like, no. I'm like, please don't wake her up like this. Don't let her see me like this. And they're like, uh, you should have thought about that before you fucking whatever they're saying. And he walks me up the stairs and uh, he, he, I'm in the doorway. And uh, I remember crying uh, first time because I saw my daughter and I'm oh, what the fuck? I'm, like I, I made sure, even though it was just me raising her, I made sure that she had like a normal, just normal, as, as normal as you could be living with it, you know, having your dad as a big bookmaker, you know, but it wasn't like insanity. Uh, even though I should go back when she was one year old, um, there was no smoking in the office. And uh, I used her playpen was set up in the office. I don't know if that's good or bad. But, uh, so when the cop wakes her up and when I wake her up and the cop is there, um, I'm, it's upsetting, you know, but I end up carrying it downstairs. Cop lets me get a cereal. And uh, I look at him and I'm like, thank you very much. Thank you. And he's like, you're not a bad guy. And uh, I'm like, thank you very much. And uh, he allowed me to, so my daughter never knew. Um, and he was just, you know, just something, got, uh, ace is this guy, just the only uh, super classy guy. No agenda, no nothing. He was just, he had followed me for three years and he just knew, you know what I mean? He knew every aspect of my life, like every phone call he listened to, Every business deal he knew, everyone that screwed me over he knew, um, and that was that. So uh, he says, where do you want your daughter? Or this other guy comes in, where do you want your daughter to go? And I'm like, uh, my mother? And they're like, uh, no, can't go there. We raided her house. And uh, she didn't get arrested or anything, but, but uh, she can't go there. I'm like, uh, my girlfriend? They're like, uh, no, she can't go there either. I'm like, why? And they're like, we picked her up. I'm like, you picked her up? Like, yeah. I'm like, all right, my brother, you know, they're like, no, we picked him up too. And I'm like, holy. And my brother was a, a Wall Street guy. So uh, he had given me a bunch of, not a bunch, but I, you know, during Christmas parties I had gone to with him, I, you know, I picked up a lot of customers from him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so he got tied up in this. Uh, two, I, I met my, my wife, my girlfriend, uh, sometime in 03, beginning of 03. So we're dating maybe six weeks. I'm in I'm in um, Connecticut, and I had a, a you could stop that big, big shot for C. 
I mean, I don't, I don't really have much to add there, but um, you know, it's, it's like, what, what good is it going to do? Like, where's this little girl going to go? Like, I don't think they handled this very, you know, like thought that part out. They've been, they've been, they've been, they've been tailing them for three years. How much did that fucking cost? Yeah. Um, for, for the crime of consenting adults engaging in voluntary transactions. Yeah. It's cost cuts. It must've cost a fucking fortune to get this guy. Um, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just like, how much of this too? just had like, you know, so much of, I don't know if it's just, uh, you know, like public connotation or the actual like, um, roots of sports gambling tied up with the mob, other illicit activities as it, that it gets lumped in unfairly with these other nefarious things where I'm sure back in the day, like you, you know, you find the, the gambling ring while well, you find this drug smuggling ring. And then you find that like, I'm just wondering where this kind of the way it's painted in such a negative light. I, I think it has to stem from that somehow. So they talk about that at, uh, what are we at here? Um, also, yeah, Rick, uh, in the chat says, I'm not familiar with this story, but was this a legal sports book? Do you want to give maybe any other background there, that we missed? There were no legal sports books back then, except in Vegas. Yeah. But, but again, and, and Tom in the chat kind of made fun of me saying he didn't just compare slavery to sports betting, did he? And I'm not comparing slavery to sports betting. I'm just using uh, an extreme example to quickly prove a point. Like, of course there's immoral laws, like blindly following laws, like the good guy. He just, the guy who was aces uh, right throughout history. You, I'm not going to go there, but there's another example throughout history where people blindly followed the laws and it didn't turn out so hot. So just because something is law doesn't mean it's moral. What the, fa the fact is it was a nonviolent crime. It was nonviolent crime in the crime of adults engaging voluntary transactions, right? So for me, he did nothing wrong. And I, yeah, fine. It's, it's illegal. And you want to arrest him. I think you're disgusting, but fine. You're, you have the majority. You get to oppress us. You still don't need to go through all this bullshit. You don't need three years of tailing uh busting his door you know knocking down his door at five in the morning throwing him to the ground the first guy fucking with him saying you know oh well too bad your daughter's gotta see you uh gotta see you in cuffs because you did wrong and we're taking all your shit right and and you know there's a bunch of uh blue pill assholes in my youtube you guys can leave if you want um <laughs> <laughs> this might not be for you, but listen, I'm not, it's, it's not hating on the cops. Okay. I'm not hating on the fucking cops here. I'm hating on the laws. It's really the legislators. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Emmy Barron in the chat says, uh, the ultimate question that fixes all of this is why was booking sports bets illegal everywhere, but Nevada seems dated at best. I mean, that all goes back to, the laws as well. That's why DFS is illegal there because the the sports betting or the uh, the casinos have all of the legislators there right in the bag. And their theory is that if people are playing DFS, they're not coming into their casino 
right. betting there. And so then those things get shot down. It doesn't ever make any sense log- uh, logically, but it's just who has who in their pocket from a legislative standpoint. It's exactly right. The reason you don't have poker in, in DFS and sports betting has been such a fucking slog to get past was because of the casinos. Definitely in Illinois. I know that for a fact. I was there. Like, it's 100% that. It has nothing to do with morals. Nothing to do with it at all. Um, and so there's there's two parts coming up here. I'm not sure where we're at. But one, they t- he talks about his plea deal um, and how many years he gets. It's yeah. at 23.45. And, and then they touch on the press, which I think goes to your point of, like, how does it get to this? Yeah. Oh, so tell me which one I should go to. Twenty-three forty-five. One twenty-three forty-five. Oh, one twenty-three. It was just. It was friendly. Uh, that they want to just scare the shit out of everybody into taking a plea deal, and you don't want to have happen to you what happened to Chris Bruno. There you go. And uh, that was that. And then I ended up going away. So that's the crazy part about this, you know, because yep. first, you know, again, this is a first time, you know, I knew you had a misdemeanor, but you wind up doing three years yep. for a bookmaking charge. Well, I mean, it's on, it's enterprise corruption, enterprise Rico, corruption. The, the New York version of Rico, the yep. Oka. Um, but but I'm just saying enterprise corruption. But it's just like it's, you know, there's a first time offender, kind of, or, or you know, it was it wasn't like, and they knew you were a good guy. How did how did you know the three years? How did that happen? Well, it wasn't it wasn't uh, just the three years. It was eight and a third to twenty five, or so I thought. You know, when I when I go in because I'm getting hit with the max. And uh, I'm being, you know, what's fucked the, the crazy part was I'm in, I'm in Atlantic city. And uh, the, the guy who was betting me a hundred times a game said, Hey, can I see you on Tuesday or Wednesday instead of Monday? Cause we, the Chinese who I was giving like a hundred times a week to like, they were just like a permanent payroll that I had to pay every week. And I owed the guy like 300,000. And I'm like, let me see you on Wednesday. And then he says, uh, all right, no, uh, why are you, what's going on? What's go-? Meanwhile, I didn't want to come all the way back to New York to get the money. Just delay the guy. I've already given this guy like this fucking this four or $5 million. You could wait two days so, until I got the money from the other guy. So I didn't have to come back to New York. So I tell Chi on the phone, dude, right now, like I'm in hiding. Okay. Don't tell anybody where I am. Just tell everybody I'm away. Don't say I'm in New Jersey because they're going to want to, you think you're close enough to come back to pay him. We're meeting such and such on, you know, Tuesday night. We'll take care of him either Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Like right now, like I'm an, I'm like Osama bin Laden. I can't be found. So at my bail here, and my, my, this is after nine, nobody could find o, uh, Osama bin Laden. He's hiding. In, so I did not mean it complimenting myself. Like a, at my bail hearing, they said that I, all they did was they played the tape of, I said, I'm like Osama bin Laden right now. That's all they played at my bail hearing. They didn't play. Oh God! They didn't play the the the, the and they put it in. That's like when people play the clip of when you compare it to slavery. Out here, you're going to be saying <laughs> they only played that clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I mean, people oh, the, he, he goes oh, a little further for the press. In the Daily News, and they put it in the time. They put it in every the self-proclaimed Osama bin Laden the gambling. There you go. Like, Unbelievable. You got Dana and I running around. He's feeding the world with twenty percent of everything we make. We're giving away, you know, twenty. They put it in the post and that or whatever. He named a bunch of newspapers. So, like, you get 
when the state and the and the corporate press agree on shit, bad things generally happen. And so gambling was one of those things, unfortunately. And so like so he said there that they wanted to make an example of him. Um, the pre- the the press once the press gets on you, and so you're so you're fucked. So they were they were fucking with him hard. Uh, and I went over a few things here. So I, I googled this. Um, I can't remember the source. It was from the Department of Justice Statistics, I think. The average amount of years spent for murder is 11.2 years for murder. One, non-negligible manslaughter. So if you kill someone, your average time spent is 11.2 years in, at state prisons. And they were giving them eight. They wanted to give them eight and a half to 25 for a nonviolent crime. Yeah. In New York, the average the average criminal, uh, I'm sorry, the average prisoner uh, costs the taxpayers of New York $167,731 a year, $167,000 a year, right? This is, just, this is just idiotic to keep nonviolent, you know, productive people in prison for us to pay $167,000 when you just just let him go get some job and pay off his debt to society, even if you agree with that, these laws are moral. It doesn't make any sense, right? Just complete backwards thinking. And you know the the the, dr- the drug war is is right along with this. The drug war was way worse. Don't get me wrong, but um, but yeah, the, the, this is just this is just fucking ridiculous to me. Yeah, well, I mean, we see the same double standards with, you know, NFL suspensions. The, you know, the guys that get, you know, busted for domestic abuse, they'll be back out there on Sunday. You get caught, you know, with PEDs or smoking weed, four games, six game suspension out of the league. You know, it, it, it's it are the way we, you know, value these things is absurd. And so there is other stuff. I don't know if we necessarily need to, to go over to it. He talks about, you know, going to Rikers Island. Here's another thing with this prison system stuff. What do you think about when someone says, Oh shit, I got to go to federal prison. You know what? I don't have a lot of people who have said that to me. No, you know, you know what I'm talking about though. (laughs) Yeah. So-and-so is going to prison. What's the first thing that comes to mind for most people? They, they make the, the drop the soap joke, drop the soap joke. Yeah. Right. And I'm totally okay with joking about, you know, immoral shit. I'm not that type of guy, but that shit's disgusting that that's a fucking joke that, that our prison system is, uh, you get like guys getting raped by in, 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 if you look up the stats, they're fucking staggering of the amount of rape in these fucking places. So again, even if you are, think this was a moral arrest, it was a nonviolent crime. You think this guy should go get raped? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, people. Like, so we should spend 167 grand a fucking year locking up a productive member of society to get fucking raped for a nonviolent fucking crime. And they take all his fucking shit. It's absolutely fucking unforgivable. And, and by the way, these laws are then recently overturned and then they start making it legal. You fucking hypocrites. It, it just pissed me off. It, it I can tell. I can tell. If you're just tuning in, we do sometimes talk about DFS. 
And I, so I'm done with my notes, I guess. And they talk about like the, another reason they do it is like because the mob connections, right? He wasn't connected with the mob. It's just something that they could they can sell, and probably still why you don't have gambling. And New York doesn't have it. I don't think New York has sports betting because no. Boston had a big uh, mob problem too. Yep. And so, so they use this. So, like, listen, uh, when you're a lobbyist, not that I was a lobbyist, but I was kind of, I was close. Your job is just to give the legislator one thing that they can say to defend it, because that's all they can fucking remember. They're not like, they're just average people, and you just got to give them one thing because they're very busy and they're average people. So if you can give them, oh, the mob. They're like, I can remember that, right? So then they get their checks from the casinos. Chris Bruno gets fucking ass raped for nonviolent crime. He he. It doesn't sound like he did, by the way. Spoiler alert. Uh, but you get the fucking idea. So you could do. So this is why I push back against the gambling addiction thing. Don't fuck them. Don't even let them have that argument. Because I know how it works. They're gonna be in Springfield, and they're like gambling addiction, gambling addiction, gambling addiction. Oh. We can't let circus sports come to Illinois. Gambling addiction. We have enough. More people are going to get addicted. Right? No, gambling's entertainment and value subjective and go fuck yourself. So what uh, have you got? What was the – I saw another thing that you retweeted. Ha, has there been any more progress on the kind of Chicago legislature stuff? Because I know you had been tagging – one of those reps in some of the conversations. I just tagged him the one time and then some guy tagged me. So I retweeted it. Um, yeah. He got limited to, it looks like, uh, no, he hasn't responded to me. I put in some <clears throat> back channel connections. I have to see if I can get uh, special pleading <laughs> for an individual. Normally yeah. that's reserved for companies. Um, Nothing's come of that yet. Uh, I think another interesting dynamic on this, and I've mentioned this before too, like when I, you know, if I read a New York Times article about a subject I don't know anything about, I'm like, oh yeah, that seems pretty persuasive argument. Yeah, I buy that. And then you read an article about something you know a ton about and you can see the holes in the logic and you can see the injustices here. I mean, this is just one example. I mean, this kind of stuff plays out in every sector, right? It's just that, you know, you, you, this hits very close to home for you because you understand the intricacies of this, both from working in politics and from being a sports better. So you see all the machinations here and it makes you especially upset because you see where that kind of dissonance is between it all. I mean, I, I, I basically, basically I agree with you. Uh, the reason I guess I get upset is because like, this is what our community like we all know about this. Like we should be upset about it. No one gives a flying fuck. They just post, "Oh, why are you doing this, Darren Roval?" And I'm not, I'm not shitting on those guys. But you know what I'm saying? Like I don't understand why people are upset. But listen, I'm way more insulted or upset about the drug war in general and uh, the real wars. But, um, but you're right. Like I, I know more about this. Um, and also, I've worked in the legislature. I know what's, you know reasonably compared to the average person a lot more. And what do you say? Like, uh, because you were talking with Ricky D, uh, on Twitter earlier and, you know, one of his kind of like devil's advocate things is like the only people that care about these limits, you know, are the, you know, top 1% of 1% of sports betters who are getting limited. 
what is your argument for, you know, how do we educate everyone who's betting on sports? Why, why should they care if I'm going into my accounts and no one's ever limiting me because I'm a, I'm a fish. Why, why should they care and how do we get them to care? Well, I don't think he really understood what, what I was talking about, but, but I'm going to take you like, take you at face value here. Like the, the idea of educating people. I don't like that. I think that's bullshit. It's a lie to sell democracy and uh, all sorts of things that the, so the government can just go do with the, whatever the fuck they want. Um, I don't like that, that, that type of call your local legislator, send a letter about poker. It doesn't do shit. Obviously how much was sent. And since 2011 and poker hasn't fucking moved an inch. Um, there's a book, uh, Tom Woods, uh, uh, I think it was in meltdown. I can't remember which book about when the bank bailouts were happening after the 2007, 2008 crisis, uh, Diane Feinstein, uh, in California, the representative got, or was she a Senator? Um, got 90,000 calls to please not vote for the bank bailouts. And she voted for it. Right. Like it, 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 it's, it doesn't fucking matter. Here's, here's how I would, here's how I would do this. I would do a three pronged approach. We get a lobbyist. They're about 10 grand a session. Um, so you're going to have to add up all the States, right? It depends on how broadly you want to do this. And you got to get a good one. So you might want to pay a little bit more than that. You have to get the press on your side. Somehow. I don't know how, but the press has a lot of power and they could fuck you if they flip the script. Um, and then thirdly, get litigious. So you sue them for certain things. You get the, if you can get the trial lawyers and the lawyers, <laughs> they're, they're a very powerful lobbying group. Let's just say that. How about that? In Springfield. So you'd have to really think it out this way. But these are the three approaches I would use because this is about power, right? And you don't have shit. You have none. Don't listen to what they tell you. You have absolutely, you don't even know who your state rep is. You don't, you have no idea what policies we were trying to put forth. You have no fucking clue. You have no power. And it's all, this is all about power, right? And, and, the, and the power is in the corporate press, the state, and the and, 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 um, and in the uh, courts. So you got to attack all three of them. If you just hire a lobbyist, that won't that won't do it either. And by the way, even if you did my approach, you probably still will lose. So I think so we need to this is what we need to do. We need to get into coots with uh cahoots with RBX 88. We win the Millie Maker. So now we got a million dollars. <laughs> you said we need about ten thousand dollars a pop for these lobbyists. What that gets us a hundred lobbyists. Okay. All right, and now um, who else do we need? Who I mean, Tom over at Osimo, right? He he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. So we get him, okay? And then sure. we got right, yeah, rock the boat. <laughs> now we got Rovell covering this story because these vigilante DFS yeah. players just won a million dollars, and they're going to put all their proceeds to lobbyists. I mean, all three prongs of your approach are coming here with my plan, Brian. I love your plan, but this <laughs> is where the criticisms from the t gambling Twitter are accurate. If we're going to get the press on our side, it's going to be tough when the gambling press is an affiliate of the of the sports books, which is what their argument is. Not the not you know directly arguing what I'm arguing for, but.
but it's all connected. So like if, if they're all incentivized and I'm seriously joking, like I, I know Tom a little bit, nice guy, absolutely nothing against Tom. He's not going to, you know, and, and you were joking, but like, why would he want to get involved in this and go after these casinos in the manner that I, that I'm suggesting, right? It makes no, absolutely no sense for him, you know, and, and he, and he has that right. Um, and it makes no sense for the, but if we could get, if we could get the, the sports, um, the sports media, I mean, you might have a better shot with like ESPN, but not really, right? They're like they're they're partners with DraftKings, they're part owners of DraftKings. Yeah, I mean, it's it'll be tough to find that angle. I, you probably won't, but you want the press on your side. You you want to you want to have the 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 lawyer on call. The strategy of going listen, that's what DraftKings was going to do in Illinois. I. I I know I asked uh I asked um what's the thing Jason Robbins in in yeah. in, in, a, in a meeting I don't know and uh he might deny it <laughs> I should be saying but he said yeah we're we could get litigious if this doesn't get passed right um and that's part of the that's part of something that that these like and there is no there is no PPA not that that was effective, but there is no PPA for gamblers except, I guess Rufus Peabody has his that he's not doing much with. But I don't think he would be. He has to recognize that this is about power and not education. It's Machiavellian, you know, in the truest sense to get to get what you want here, and you're up against you're up against real powerful forces. Because the 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 legislatures the legislature has no incentive to listen to you to do anything, and they have every incentive um, to listen to the casinos. And if the press isn't going to put pressure on them, and you're not going to sue them, nothing's going to happen. Um, and so should happen. I don't fucking know. Then, so you're describing you know what an uphill battle this is. It sounds like you're, you know, very passionate about it. Like, is this a battle do you, that you think is worth fighting that you that can be won, or are you just kind of resigned to the fact that it's going to be like this forever and there's not much you can do? I mean, of course it could be won, right? Like, there's the story of, um, you know, like just being your average person in Czechoslovakia, right, in like 1982, and like under the arm of the Soviet union, right. The heavy, and, and, and then tell that person, you know, in like seven years, this is all going to go away. You're going to have your country back. They'd be like, fuck you. That's never going to happen. That's never going to, that's not, and that's not my analogy. That's uh, Scott Hanson. I was going to say, you are going to, you're going to get so much <laughs> shit from this show for comparing, you know, sports betting to, to these other issues. You know, you're going to get that. that well, shit, right? we're, we're, I mean, it's just it's just easy to use an extreme example to quickly prove a point. It's not like we, you know we're already up we're already at forty six minutes here, so it's like it's just easy to do that. Um, but but either way, my, the, the, and the, and the, and I'm not talking about that we're under a communist dictatorship. I'm saying that anything's possible. Um, it's just it's just unlikely. And I talked about this in the, the the podcast we linked. Like, look at the PPA. Like, what happened there? Eventually, they got taken over by poker stars and. And, and so the leadership will matter on who's going to, you know, I don't think this plan is going to happen anyways, but let's just say it did. 
Who's going to be in charge of it? Where are they going to get their funding? I don't know. 2% shot? <laughs> yeah. What do you think? 1%? 5%? I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, that. I assume still, like, they're, you know, in the same way we've seen with marijuana law. I mean, there it seems like there is kind of a domino effect, too, with, uh, with these states get rolling. It's just the sports betting has been, you know, slower than people envision. Like, I keep waiting for it in Massachusetts. I'm told it's right around the corner, you know, every month, and uh, and here we are. And sometimes the negotiation gives you worse than when you wanted. So like, let's say they give up, they give the consumer some protections. Well, they might lock down the, the monopoly more. That'll be the trade-off. And so you just locked in, you got five sports books from here on out, pal, right? They'll just raise the barrier of entry. They'll, they'll minimum, they'll, they'll, they'll make a minimum amount of, of, of licenses they'll give out a year. Um, there's a hundred ways they could, they could, they could trick you. And trust me, <laughs> they will. <laughs> I mean, it is like not to go back to that thing, but it is absolutely hilarious that you could be in Vegas every gambling opportunity you want. I, I've literally been there. I've done this with my friend Adam Levitan. We drove to the border so he could submit WNBA DFS lineups. <laughs> like, how absurd! Is that he could go gamble his entire life's net worth on a roulette table, but has to drive to the California border to bet on women's basketball. Imagine, imagine if they went to Levitan's house at five in the morning, grabbed him by the neck, threw him on the ground, half naked, took his shit, and sent him to the federal fuck me in the ass prison for three years. Be a great solo pod. <laughs> All of a sudden, all those sex jokes wouldn't seem so fucking funny, now, would they, Levitan? He and he's in this this Ricky D. I I I, I tagged I Levitan, that, yeah. yeah, and 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 because and listen, I am all for the principles of free business. Trust me, I'm m- more liberty minded than anyone in DFS, and I will fucking I will get, I will I'll put that up there if anyone wants to challenge that. But the idea that these are just your everyday business. Right, that oh, this mom and pop shop should be able to do whatever they want. And by the way, they can't. There's tons of regular things you can't do. Like you can't pick and choose what customers you want based on their skin color, for example. Right. But leaving that aside, these aren't your normal stores. It's not even Walmart, which you know what I mean, which people consider a monopoly. You can start your own grocery store. It happens all the fucking time. Um. You can't have Pinnacle or Bookmaker or anything else come in. And it's all a political game getting your license, too. Don't think it's not. Right? Um, so so I don't want to rehash that argument, but that's what we talked about in the Length podcast is like, okay, fine. If you're going to get involved, I don't want to get involved. But if you're going to get involved, then then we should do something about it. Or somebody should. Um, or, I'm, or I'm even saying – I'm just saying theoretically – Fine, don't don't do anything. Whatever, I don't give a fuck, right? If gambling goes away, I'll figure something else out. But like, what did what did you what did you mean when you said education is is bullshit? Because aren't when we go on this podcast and we're talking about it, you know, we theoretically might be educating other people about it or starting a conversation. Don't you think education can beget conversation, which can beget change? Sure. Okay. Fine. And we need people. We would need people to donate and stuff. Maybe that's too hyperbolic. I take it back. Um, but I was more pushing back on the sending in letters, PPA grassroots effort that we all tried. I must have sent a fucking hundred letters. 
you know, after 2011. Um, and, and it's just an argument they say all the time and it, it doesn't work that much, but of course, yeah, you're right. We're, we're going to need, we're going to need people on, on our side, especially if we want the press. Um, I'm not sure how you get the press on board. Well, then you go, we, we come back full circle to the articles that, you know, Ravel writes, you know, he's, he's got a million plus Twitter followers and people are going to click an article on PD parlays, you know, 13 leg parlay that hits. But uh, I have a feeling if he starts writing new nuan- nuanced articles about these topics, his click rate probably isn't going to be as good for the Action Network, is it? Probably not, which is again, <laughs> like I said, which is their Rufus's argument and everyone's argument. Like they're... You really need just like the Sun Times and the Tribune and the Globe or whatever, uh, and someone in there. And but I mean, it's happened. It happened. It happened with Pot, right? That was a big. That was a big movement where the where the a lot of media was saying this stuff's immoral. You shouldn't be arresting people for putting things in their own body, which of course is obvious and correct. Um, but again, and, that, and that's kind of part of what I was saying about the whole. Gambling is entertainment. Let's talk about gambling is entertainment. The, the, the statistics on, on uh, addic- uh, problem gamblers is way lower than you would guess if you look at the studies. And so it's like, well, let's not let's not go like, oh no, we will protect all these people. We're gonna we're gonna help you because we're professional gamblers and we're gonna help you stop this huge problem. Problem gambling. No, 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 no. Gambling's entertainment, and you guys are wrong. You're the evil ones. These are adults engaging in voluntary transactions and you have no fucking right to throw them on the ground and throw them in prison. And, and you changed the laws already in most, in you know, six or seven States to prove me fucking right. You fucking hypocrite. You know what I mean? I, it, <clears throat> and I said that in my tweet, like you should be ashamed. Like if you're a legislator who, who made this illegal, this behavior, um, especially with the, the the drug the drug act, um, and then you vote against it and you vote for pot and you vote and like oh people can change their minds yeah you know what happens to the, they they never face any consequences they never face any consequences you go to jail for life for selling weed right which is which has fucking happened because of this fucking asshole's law these drug warriors they change their mind it gets legalized. What happens when they were wrong? They get elected fucking president. Yeah, that's what fucking happens. Congratulations. All these fucking people go to fucking jail and what? This isn't this isn't a this isn't a gambling podcast at this point. Not, but. I can I can tell you've been you've been thinking about this stuff a, a lot. Yeah, I haven't seen you this uh, this worked up on the show before. Ricky Ricky D got me got me worked up. It's like, dude. Fuck you. Like, you know, <laughs> like you don't think I know the fucking principles of liberty and free and free market. And it's like, maybe, maybe look into it a little, just a little bit. I have yeah. 18 fucking links in my Twitter bio now. Click on one of them. Yeah. I think, again, I'm, I'm just playing devil. I, I think no, he, please, he no, I think what he's saying is like what you're talking about is like this bigger infrastructural problem that manifests in all these areas, like where this like bullshit occurs. And I think he was saying like this specific thing that has you specifically upset right now is applicable to a very small subset of people. And it's going to be hard to get a larger subset of people to care about that. 
And no, no, that's not true because it's anyone in the state of Illinois who wants to gamble is going to be affected by it because they will charge hard, higher rates, higher VIG with less competition. And it affects everyone, even if you don't plan on being a professional gambler. It's bad for anyone who enjoys this as entertainment. Right. I mean, it's 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 an ad hominem attack. It doesn't make make any fucking sense, anyways. You're talking about someone uh, someone's biases doesn't mean doesn't doesn't mean it, that 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 is an argument. You know, is two plus two is four. You know, Hitler says two plus two is four. It doesn't matter. Oh, here, here we go with the example. I'm, I'm, breaking, I'm breaking Godwin's law here. Or, or you or, better or, hope no one pulls a, a clip show of of your analogies from this show. I'm proving Godwin's law here. If Hitler says two plus two equals four, it doesn't matter that he's a genocidal uh, racist maniac. He's either right or he's wrong, right? So it doesn't matter what my biases are or if I, my self-interest or whatever the fuck else bullshit he put on there. It's uh, is this is this theory right or is it wrong? Do you agree with my solution? Yes or no? It doesn't matter what I what I am or what my biases are or what, if I'm only out to look for myself. It has nothing to fucking do yeah. with it. That's not that's a debate tactic. Right. No, I'm just saying the the okay, so there's there's the there's the general populace, let's say in Illinois, mm-hmm. and then there's the populace that bets sports. Uh like just say the casual bro that puts fifty dollars down on the Bears money line because he wants to sweat. Like he has no idea about these machinations that are going on behind. Just like the drug war and and yeah. and, and, and civil forfeiture and all, yeah, they like they don't know their local rep, state rep. They don't know their fucking local state rep name. I think there's something like 50, like fifty percent of people don't know their governor's name, right? And this is an argument against democracy, not for it. <laughs> yeah, like why would you want an ignorant person voting on something that affects you? It makes no fucking sense. Um, but 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 if they had competition, then the the books would have to lower their vig. And the dummy betting on the Bears saves two cents a bet. You know what I mean? Or maybe he just lucks into being on Pinnacle and he just plays the lowest fig. Um, and, and also there's tax implications. They could raise more revenue, right, for the state, you know, if you're if that if that's your thing. Um, there's plenty of there's plenty of things besides just professional gamblers. We just know, we just know. I just and and, and like I said, this isn't a just because I know about gambling it's because I know about how the state works and my audience is gamblers. So I talk about it. I tweet about it. You know, like if I started talking about the drug war, people would be like these, some of these assholes in my YouTube comments. (laughs) Did you see one of the guys? He he said a fat, bald neck beard complaining about the cops. What a surprise. Was that that in today's? Episode? Yeah, it was a while ago. Oh, a while ago, I missed that one. <laughs> that's, a, that's another reason I get steamed up. <laughs> Slavery, prison rate, Hitler, and sports gambling regulations from Brick seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are you are on one tonight, man. No, but if you do if you do like a quick nuanced example or analogy, like it sometimes people won't fucking get it, and like it takes longer to explain and stuff like that. Like it's quick and easy to prove that not all laws are immoral, like yeah. just using the most obvious fucking immoral law that we had on the books, right? I could have just said that. Think of the most immoral law we had in the books. People are like, oh, slavery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
oh, I'm trying man. to go. I'm trying to go. Um, uh, Cooper, uh, Jordan Cooper style here, and just get animated, insult the audience. Maybe we could hit those uh, blender numbers. There you go. There you go. No, no, no. To do that, we got to start. We got to start taking DFS questions. <laughs> you got to start releasing the Sims. You guys need to demand that Brian releases the Sims. The Sims aren't winning shit. I don't even know why you guys want them. <laughs> so you're telling me that it would just so happen the one week you went on my show and shared the Sims from Friday that were just the stone nuts. <laughs> Every week after that, just garbage. This last week, this last week I was 63rd in the Millie going into the afternoon games, and I had two players left. That's pretty good. 63rd with two players left. But can I get so you had you you had let me guess you had like Derrick Henry Eckler, you had no. Carolina defense. Uh, I think the D was holding me back on that one. Okay, keep guessing quarterback. Okay, uh, quarterback. Uh, Super low owned. Uh, was it uh, Cousins? Cousins Jefferson. Yeah. Um, Randolph uh, Rudolph Stack. Uh, who was the run back option in that game? Who were they? Who even play? <laughs> I can't even remember now. Anyways, it was that one. I had two, yeah. I had, and I had two players left. They were not Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, and so that sixty third finished like a like eleven hundred. And normally, if you got if you're like top fifty or something, you got some players left. You got a shot. Like there was there was three games, right? That's not that many games. Yeah. And not only did I not have a shot, <laughs> I fucking barely cashed. It was that was that was amazing, yeah. If I had Hill, I don't think I I couldn't afford him, right? He's super important, but I still think I would have lost. Twenty Rick says DFS talk begins at eight fifty nine. Let's go. <laughs> well, um, you made it all the way through, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, they love it. Uh, uh, in Discord. I'll, I'll talk to you all you fucking want. Yeah, I just hopped in Brian's Discord. Um as well so if you say shit about me i'll see it uh mabaron says is river still limiting you like crazy brian is there a pattern or is it random i'm still trying to figure that out it feels a little random like some bets still let me go 100 uh 155 bucks but it feels like the cap is like between 69 and 103 usually and then for some reasons they'll just go this whole bet has to be approved so i don't know if there's like a total like a total limit as well. Um, but I haven't seen any $2.78 ones recently. I thought for a second my back channel connections got me un, un, uh, uh, unbanned. And I was going to be like, shit, maybe I should call – maybe I should DM some of the pro sports betters. I'm like, listen, man, I got a fucking unbanned <laughs> account here. Let's go crazy. Um, <laughs> but that didn't happen. I'm still banned. Uh, I'm still limited. The, uh, that would be that'd be funny if you misclick. Just you're like, I'm unbanned. You're like, oh my god, I just bet five thousand dollars on the Bears to cover, <laughs> but I'm unbanned. Yeah, they're like, wow, he's upped his uh, play by four hundred thousand dollars an hour. Oh my goodness, yeah, that is uh, it's frustrating. Matthew wants to know where the Discord link is. Is that public? Yeah, it's on. It's in my handle on twitter i think or i might have put it in the the show notes here but i'm pretty sure it's on my website for sure yeah brick75.com so what 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 do you think of that story like it doesn't seem like you're you were affected by it as much as i 
as as I was. Like, do you think I think hey, like broke the law? Do you do you give any credit to no, that? I know, no. like, I think that story is like. And remind me, what year did that take place? I can't. I think he said two thousand eight or five okay. or eight. Yeah. Yeah, it's um. It it I mean it's it's upsetting to me. It, it doesn't like hit me in a way of I just. I, I don't know like if there's just like a leveling out of stuff where it's just like, I feel like this kind of awful shit happens with the justice system all the time yeah. um, that I have a hard time conjuring like a specific amount of anger to this relative to other things, I guess would be what I would say, even though it does upset me. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of all under the umbrella of, of bullshit overreach. Yeah. Immoral behavior for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, oh. it is in line with the drug, the drug war. I think with the, I mean, the civil forfeiture actually was described in the episode. So, yeah. well, it was like, uh, you know, and you, you know, you mentioned all that stuff with your stuff getting shut down immediately because of the police unions. That was what was happening in Minnesota with all that stuff. Like they couldn't get any police reform because the police unions just shut it down right away. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and also I'm not, I'm not, I mean, that's a, that's a touchy subject, uh, no. but like, um, I'm not saying there's, there obviously shouldn't be laws or no police kind of, <laughs> I, here's what I think should happen with the police. Listen, I'm a, I'm an ANCAP for anyone who gives a flying fuck, but so I think the police, if we could transition to, uh, uh, the police being like the firefighter, like firefighters. Like they come and when it's absolutely yeah. necessary and then we could use taxpayer money that we save kind of like a voucher system. And then you could hire your own uh, private security in your neighborhood. Um, I know people are probably going to fucking hate that in chat, but you, you'd get much better. You get much better customer service from Amazon and Walmart than you do the fucking cops um, or from the state in general. So I'm not hating on cops, the state in general. Like if you call your unemployment office, good luck. Um, so, and then, and then, so like, you know, the argument would be like, what are poor people going to do? Well, we have vouchers. And then if you want the, uh, the companies, uh, vetted, you could have them vetted by, you know, here it would be the alderman, you know, or whatever the name of your, your city or townships leadership is called. So you vet them, you give them vouchers. And then eventually I'd like to transition that to just all private security and have the state completely out of it. Um, that's uh that's on next week's podcast you unveil <laughs> your rollout for this plan <laughs> what, do you uh, think, what do you think really quickly about my three-pronged approach for uh attacking the the casinos and at the state level i mean it's it's not like come on you're not gonna <laughs> you you understand you worked in those buildings you you understand it far better than me it sounded very uh Sounded convincing to me. And I, I do agree with you this kind of, uh, you know, hope and pray and, you know, letter writing stuff like, no, you, you need money and you need big interest groups helping to back you <laughs> to get to get right. anything done. What we really need is like the whale of all whales, you know, who's like fed up with like their own, you know, betting limits and stuff to be like, all right, I'm finally willing to throw around my just like, you know, fuck you money to help get this straightened out. Yeah, he would have to get the press on the press on board too, but he could handle the the, the litigious side for sure with the cash, and ten twenty grand a lobbyist ain't gonna bother him. 
and then he won't get he won't get bought out either. Right, no. because he won't he won't be in it for the money. Dan Bilzerian. He's Bilzerian's the busto, dude. Oh shit. When did that happen? <laughs> what about wait, he could just play poker and make it all back again. <laughs> yeah. B Thompson in the chat wants to know what are the most important PGA metrics you use? Structured <laughs> recent form course history. It seems like he's trolling, but I don't think he is. I think he wants to know. Oh, give, him, give him a little nugget before we go out. Um <laughs> uh uh play players <laughs> and, and make it and work in an analogy to hitler while you're at it just to stay on brand for the show <laughs> so during the battle of the bulge right think of it this way no um <laughs> uh you could do i've done i've done i've done a bunch of different ways so i'm currently just modeling out um like a scoring average based off of of the last 18 months and the players uh, course history. Um, and then I'm using a SIM to kind of pick my lineups and, 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 and adjust for ownership and stuff like that. But I have used in the past um, and it, and it actually was most successful PGA seasons I've had. So maybe I should go back, but it was par three, par four, par five adjustments because some courses have four par fives, and some players do better on those. Um, but, it, it, you know, all this is also in conjunction with the Vegas lines. Oh, you know, as always in DFS, unless you can beat them, you got to use them. And so, you know, find the sharpest Vegas lines you can and figure out how to incorporate those into anything you're doing. Even if you're doing greens and regulation, strokes gained, all that bullshit, you still need, you still need Vegas lines. Unless you could beat Vegas, then, but you wouldn't be talking to me. You'd be on your 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 yacht. You'd be the guy that we need to take down. <laughs> it all comes full circle. Um, all right, guys. No one can ever claim that Lulz doesn't have range. We got we got range for days. These other DFS shows giving out the best picks. No, we are going to rebuild America one show <laughs> at a time. <laughs> you'd like to plug you got you got the discord i see people flowing flowing into the discord uh anything else you'd like to plug here we got the audio feed the the episode will go up on that shortly after no we got uh pete's channel that's in the description pete's discord i don't know how you could find that but he has one as well it's not nearly as cool no sims in there for example oh i've been posting my sims dude yeah, and uh, um, uh, we need we need we need to figure out a promotion for this show. I think I've been thinking about yeah, this. Brian uh, and I are we're very bad uh, at promoting. Uh, we got we got Alex Baker in the chat. Why do we have to bribe to get some legalized League of Legends betting in Illinois? Maybe Alex is the whale that we need to go to the lobbyists. Alex is the one that gets to do the local news appearances. I think he could be our guy. Wow. Um, hmm. Al- maybe Alex could uh, be the just like the lobbyist. Quit DFS, <laughs> work Springfield for a couple of years, get League of Legends. Uh, so League of Legends is illegal in Illinois. I didn't even know that. I didn't. I didn't either. Maybe we could have made a we could have made a fortune during the during the COVID layoff of just betting against we, the huge heavy favorites. Dude, uh, I'll never forget that stretch, man. 
No, they were so they were fucking cheating. Everyone fucking thinks that shit now, too. By the way, they were all giving me crap six months ago, but that was the last time I saw you work. This worked up was about League of Legends insider trading. <laughs> they should have just kept sports betting illegal, and I would have kept my mouth shut. <laughs> Brian is like late at night sending me screenshots of like reverse line movement and League of Legends betting lines. I saw you. <laughs> I saw even EM2. Uh, EM2's like, this game's so rigged. He said like a month, like not even a month ago. I'm like, dude, where were you six months ago? EM2, man, he, he's been on one. First he said he would never play League of Legends, that it was just for nerds. Then he became obsessed. And then uh, and then it was rigged. You know, we we all got sucked into League of Legends. It was, it was powerful. You know what? You got to give him credit where credit's due. How much money did he fucking make with the election in the gambling challenges i i the the number i heard floating around was like five or six million on the election he won in the gambling challenges he 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 probably won yeah a million or two i would assume yeah i have no idea what kind of side action he had yeah uh, we have no idea what the side action was i'm just the public info was at least a million yeah his uh i he, he his twitter is gone uh i don't know is what it? happened to it yeah is it deactivated yeah but that could mean like you self-deactivated it you got banned it could mean a couple different things but yeah right now he is he is not live on the twitters holy shit i didn't see yeah. that um just... yeah how did you met well you you don't have your i thought i thought no. you had his twitter as your homepage, and it's the first thing you log into every day when you wake up um i i don't i don't have that but i do have it on my phone now there you go oh yeah yeah brian just got the app yeah how am i supposed to take anything this guy says he's over here you probably should, you probably <laughs> should. let me give you an analogy why you should no. no all right guys thank you for tuning in uh for a very special edition of lulz uh brian also has the link to spanky's podcast in the description if you'd like to check that full episode out uh you can find that in there thank you to spanky for uh for letting us play a few clips. He didn't actually give us permission to, but it seems like he would be cool with it. Us. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, guys. We will see you next time. Smash that subscribe button on your way out. Have a great week. the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done